When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that's not delivery. It's a whore, no? What? Oh, no. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> a weird little roller coaster you went on. Yeah. <laughs> I love pizza and I love sex and I love puns I don't understand. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. It wasn't that deep. It no, wasn't too deep dish. Too deep it to was... <laughs> <laughs> much to comprehend there. Though my intros don't have too many layers. Uh, today we're smelling good. We're and how and podcasts are the best venue to talk about smell. Right. We're gonna talk about fragrances. We're gonna talk about fragrances, but first. But first, some news. Some news. I love the head nod where the music goes. Music cue now. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 Okay, so news. The first. Uh, Do you know where Irving, Texas is? In Texas. Have you been there? I don't think so. No, I don't know where it is. I'm just wondering how Texas is it. Oh, I'm a bad person. Where, what, like, where is it? Is it? I don't know. Is it outside? That's why I'm asking you, Kyle. No, I don't know. (laughs) Hundreds of students have marched out of school in protest after a lesbian teacher was allegedly secretly escorted off campus. Uh, And all of the safe space stickers in the entire school were removed by administrators. (gasps) Wow. Yeah. MacArthur High School in Irving, Texas, on this last Wednesday, the 22nd of September, um, is just that big, a big mass walkout. And... Um, Rachel Stonecipher, an English teacher and sponsor of the campus's Gay Straight Alliance, spoke to DFW oh, News and said, quote, I was freaked. The kids were freaked out. I was a little scared, too, because I'm the only openly, very obviously gay teacher, <laughs> l- lesbian teacher. Like, I love when somebody just owns how lesbian yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, and uh, so... Like, one of our listeners re- replied to us or said something that was like, just so you know, I am a giant bull deck. <laughs> and it's yeah, right. like, you know, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, you fit in so well with who we are. And what, yeah, you just, yeah. Yep. So... I don't know the order. The, the order is a little confusing to me. The way that this article was written, this came from from Pink News, and um, apparently, the first all of these safe space stickers started disappearing, and then this a bunch is of not a safe space. They're trying to make clear. Okay, this is the your bullshit is bullshit, mm. fuckers. Um, so the, so the stone cipher, this lesbian teacher, uh, uh, was part of a group of teachers that emailed asking for an explanation and a staff memo from the new principal said the school wanted quote, to set a different tone this year. <laughs> the district's position is that our responsibility is to make campuses a safe zone for all students, not just in our classrooms, but on every inch of our campus. It's the, we don't all lives matter. Uh, yeah. All, all students matter yeah. is there like fucking horseshit. God damn it. It pisses me off so much. Okay. <laughs> Except let's keep doing like gun shoot active shooter drills. You're yeah. safe unless someone decides they want to open carry a fucking gun. Yep. 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 So then uh, apparently a bunch of students got asked in for uh, long drawn out interrogations that lasted upwards of 45 minutes, uh, including sophomore Alyssa Harbin. 
uh, in that interrogation, of which there were several, apparently, uh, not of her, but like several students, um, uh, they said that, quote, she was assured that she hadn't done anything wrong, but the students who were questioned appeared to have one thing in common. All of these randomly selected people have been to at least one gay-straight alliance meeting. What were they interrogating them about? They were interrogated about this teacher's conduct and then she fucking disappeared she just was marched off campus and never heard from again i mean she's alive right she's alive i don't think i mean there's we could start that rumor i mean they didn't take her out did they i mean it's texas i i I don't know i don't know i don't know how they roll how, how, how they roll i mean i do know how they roll and it's not good but um yeah so let's see this teacher oh no it's Stone Cipher. The lesbian teacher is the one. I don't know why I got the. Anyway, sorry. What is my what is my deal today? This teacher, this lesbian teacher that's been giving all the quotes, was the one that got marched off campus. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, you. yeah. Okay, great. I didn't know if I was. I'm unclear to me, but if it makes sense to you, then great. Let's, let's keep doing the show. That's not, <laughs> it's the opposite of how it should be. But yeah, so they did a bunch of random interrogations of students that all of which had been to the GSA meetings of which this teacher was the leader. And they were asking a bunch of questions about her, what she was saying, her conduct. And then uh, she was escorted off campus. And uh, the, the, the district said in a statement, quote, to ensure that all students feel safe regardless of background or identity, the district has developed guidelines to ensure that posters, banners, and stickers placed in classrooms, hallways, or offices are curriculum-driven and neutral in viewpoint. And then when they were asked about this specific teacher's removal, uh, they told CBS 11, quote, teachers shall not use the classroom to transmit personal beliefs regarding political or sectarian issues. So she was she was let go because of shit that these students told her ostensibly in confidence in a GSA meeting. And, and um, yeah, I mean, education, even if you're not explicitly stating here, are my political beliefs, what you teach people is inherently political. And the idea of, of making it neutral in effect makes it. So it is anti LGBT. Mm-hmm. There is no neutral viewpoint because either you ignore it, you diminish it, like you know there's there's no neutral way to discuss lgbt issues right so yeah yep 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 anyway hmm. did you say the students did a walkout or something students did a big walkout yeah which is uh happening more and more in in all across the u.s uh in in recent recent times uh, quite often the the walkouts that get the most attention are ones that, like christian high schools private high mm, schools that mm-hmm. have have uh, you know religious affiliation of some kind but uh, yeah, hundreds of students walked out last week and have been calling for, uh, sorry, so many students walked out of school that Irving police were called to the campus. The school told Irving weekly that it was aware of the walkout and ensured that all students are safe, um, which I don't know if that's even a little bit true. <laughs> um, what's the whole thing about like some prisons keep things out and some <laughs> like some prisons are to keep people inside, but some are to keep things out I- anyway. The cops show up is to keep the students safe, or is it to keep them from fucking leaving because they're intimidated <laughs> by the cops that are standing on their goddamn campus? Yes, Dan. I uh, just wanted to clarify that Irving is just outside Dallas in Texas. I think I have a friend who lives in Irving. Great. Anyway, good for you students for walking out. Yeah, that's awesome. Damn the man. Fuckers are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And to that, that quote, very lesbian teacher or whatever <laughs> was she said, openly, very obviously gay teacher, <laughs> uh, I, I hope justice is served there. Yeah. But it probably won't be. Okay. News the second. <laughs> Great.
Um, so this just happened today. Yesterday? Time was weird. The time cave is weird. Uh, the country of Switzerland has voted overwhelmingly in favor of same-sex marriage. Yeah. Yeah, which, doesn't that kind of seem like a place that it would have already happened? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. It really does. I'm, I was surprised to hear this. Yep. Uh, so 64% to 35% or 36%. I can subtract from 100. Uh, <laughs> uh, voted in favor of allowing same-sex couples to marry and every single one of switzerland's 26 cantons which is basically the same as states voted in favor of same-sex marriage the region that came closest to tipping into no territory was appenzell inner roden where only 50 percent and some change voted in favor of marriage equality but all of them voted for it wow. uh, the landslide vote will bring switzerland in line with other countries in western europe where same-sex marriage has increasingly become the norm yeah. in recent years um yeah you think of like switzerland and they're like oh they're they're neutral yeah so you think that that would mean that they would also be like non-religious or um you know have more permissive views about things like gender and sexuality but yeah yeah apparently not they're like kind of behind it's also like i was thinking about this on the way over because i saw um someone posted it to our facebook group and um it's like i hate that voting like popular voting on the rights of minorities just even if it goes our way it's like the only reason we do that is when we know we have like a a majority that can win or yeah. at least that's when we push for it but like it still sucks that that's even a thing like you should not be able to vote on whether i have the same rights as everyone sure it should just be like the rule yeah I mean, I, I agree with you philosophically, but like it's got to happen somehow. It does, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it, yeah, it just still doesn't feel great. It's not like oh, they did, and then also you say like sixty something percent. So it's like cool. Two thirds of people think I should be equal. Like right, it's, yeah. it's just never the resounding like this is amazing kind of thing. I don't want to diminish it for you know people that live there. Surely that's a huge moment. Just like you know. It, yeah, I, I get that it's really important, but it, there's always just a tinge of shittiness to me when these things happen yep absolutely yep and yeah thanks to like gerrymandering and shit like that though sometimes legislative bodies are way behind what the general population thinks mm-hmm. right like something like it, it might be two-thirds would vote in favor of same-sex marriage but it couldn't get through whatever the legislature was yeah. you know because of of the way that shit is fucked and and and, and uh um, yeah, so uh, so conservatives in Switzerland had focused on LGBT plus parents in the lead up to the referendum with posters that showed pictures of crying children because nothing makes kids cry more than dudes getting married to each other. <laughs> um, religious figures also had argued that children had a right to a mother and a father and claimed that the referendum, if passed, would deprive children of that right. Fuck you. Which is why if one parent dies, then... Like, I want to introduce this bill. Like, if a opposite-gender couple, if one parent dies, you will be forcibly married to another person because you are required to have a mother and father, right? right. Isn't that what we're saying? Yep. That it, child is going to be children. Harmed. Yep. That child is going to be irreparably <laughs> harmed, and they need both the o- only two genders that are out there to exist. Like, to you know, it's just... It's stupid. It's yeah. just a stupid idea yeah. that denigrates so many parents. And Yep. I concur. 
It's also interesting how fucking long shit takes. Like, mm. I don't know. We've seen this over and over again when when queer people make some sort of a victory legally, but then it takes for fucking ever for it to actually mm. happen. People won't actually be allowed to marry. Same-sex couples will not be actually allowed to marry in Switzerland until July of 2022. Mm. So get to planning that wedding. They got, <laughs> yeah, they got to, like, change the form to be, like, you know, spouse and spouse instead of gendered. I guess options. I don't know. I guess. Um, and we went through a similar thing in Washington state. The 11,500 couples in Switzerland who are currently in legal civil partnerships will be allowed to either maintain their current status or have it converted into a marriage, Mm -hmm. but probably not both. I don't know. Anyway, that's it. Congrats, Switzerland. Yay. Welcome to the 2010s. I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, and news. The last, my favorite news story of the week. You know which one it is, right? No. Actress, comedian, writer, and singer Cassandra Peterson, best known for her iconic alter ego Elvira. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Has revealed more than just a teaser from her new memoir. Uh, she has been in a same-sex relationship for 19 years with her assistant, Teresa T. Wearson. Yeah, do, do you know Elvira? Yeah, you I know Elvira? of her. I, I don't know that I've ever seen a... She's the mom in the Adams family, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just died a little bit. <laughs> so uh, Elvira became a household name with the 80s TV show Movie Macabre. Uh, the syndicated show featured Elvira lounging about a crypt-inspired set and indu- introducing schlocky horror movies with corny jokes. And and boobs out. And just legit, like, straight guys our dad's age fucking love her. <laughs> and the fact that they've been getting boners over a like full-on same-sex-involved person just makes me so super-duper yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Hey, Mike. Yes. How's your head? Great. Oh, I figured you guys wouldn't know. What? <laughs> There's a very famous line that originated from Elvira that RuPaul made very famous, which mm-hmm. is like asking someone, how's your head? Or like like they hurt their head or whatever. And the, the response is, haven't had any complaints so far. Oh, okay, great. Oh. Great. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. All right. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, queer Elvira that like queer people were just rejoicing it's we talk about how like icons you know there's so many straight icons so when a queer icon like is actually queer it's just like it's it's amazing yep yep absolutely and And i saw someone on twitter say like honestly to to be the the woman dating elvira and not say anything for all this time is like someone give her an award yeah absolutely absolutely i i mean there are no secrets right but should we start that rumor that lesbians are good at keeping secrets Ooh, they keep them all in their bushes right (laughs) that's the news (laughs) um speaking of people whose bushes we want to thank uh (laughs) thank the following (laughs) patreon members uh genderful genderful which i love yeah so it's just one name or is that that's like... one name all lowercase if that's important to them okay. um marcus haynes sure colton's even sexier uh younger brother where do we get our haynes on your, oh. your floor <laughs> <laughs> uh jared the sing the sing garrett jared garrett 
nailed. Uh, Spencer Whitewood Barnes. Great. Um, and Curtis Roderick. Uh, so thank you to everyone who I think we're almost caught up. We're getting close. Uh, thank you to everyone who supports us. Um, at the lowest level, you get uh, early access to episodes. So if you were if you were a Patreon member, you'll be listening to this on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, others have to wait all the way till Thursday, and you get ad free episodes. So that's just uh, the the basic level. And we have a Patreon happy hour coming up soon, so you get quarterly uh, happy hours with all of us where we hang out and talk, and it's fun. Yep. So join Patreon.com slash gayish podcast for that and more yep absolutely do it do do it uh so this episode fragrances uh if you are a gap bridger which is our highest tier support for at least three months then you get to produce your own episode so we sit down and have a chat and and um agree on a thing and this was actually uh um thomas b's suggestion yep yep so yeah um uh fragrances yeah so we i don't think we've talked anything about fragrances so this is I, it's an interesting topic especially in the gay world and um, yeah. i mean the armpits episode was not about fragrances but it wasn't not about fragrances either <laughs> so I, yeah i was not on that so i'll i'll get to dip into yeah. a little bit of that yeah get in as there. well <laughs> get, get my nose right up in there uh but do you want to go first sure yeah you know what i'm gonna do yeah I'm not even going to say it. Then fine. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do. The, the history of perfume. So probably not surprising. There's evidence that suggests that we've been doing this a very, very, very long time in India. Uh, perfume and perfumery existed um, as early as 3300 BC. So forever and ever and ever ago. And it's interesting to me uh, that, uh, well, first of all, first of all, I'm going to talk about Tiputi. Tiputi, hmm. what? You think it sounds like a euphemism for yeah, something? Yeah, like, the fragrance that smells like a fart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tiputi, Tiputi Belitacalum, um, is uh, the earliest known chemist huh. that ever existed. They're considered to be the world's first recorded chemist. Uh, mentioned in a cuneiform tablet dated around 1200 BC in Babylonian Mesopotamia, and she used flowers, oil, and calamus, along with cypress, myrrh, and balsam to... Uh, she added water and other solvents and then distilled and filtered it several times, and uh, it's also the oldest referenced still, which is where you, you know distill liquids into stronger concentrations. Anyway, the first chemist ever was a chick. <laughs> Like we think of history and scientific history as being male dominated and, you know, m most big contributions are, you know, penises only club or whatever. <laughs> and and uh, um, she is considered to be the world's first recorded chemist. Feminists um, love when you call them chicks. Well, yeah, <laughs> They'll you know. be so excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I am. I am who I am. <laughs> Did you know bitches were first? Right, yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting. Yep. Uh, I'm also starting the rumor that she was a lesbian. Oh. Yeah. Uh, because, Why? well, first, because she got shit done. Oh, okay. Right? Okay, yeah. And, and second, she was an overseer at the royal palace and had a researcher that she worked with whose name, unfortunately, the first part of her name has been lost, but she had a uh, a, a researcher named something Ninu. Um and uh, 
I just in my head now they're this like super power lesbian duo mm. just that that ran shit and made potions. Uh, this like, sounds like Elvira style, like the assistant <laughs> that like they fall in love and they're like just kind of secret lesbians. Yep. I could see that. Yep. Yep. So, and she smelled great. So she, how could you resist? She smelled fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, so that, that's that's Taputi, the very first uh, chemist ever who who happened to be a lady, which I, I think is, is is I don't know is pretty cool. So one thing that usually comes to mind when I think about perfume and history, which is all the time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think about like. Well, people didn't bathe as much, and mm. so they were disgusting, so they had to cover that shit up, which is basically what we did in high school. Um, <laughs> Axe body spray to cover up BO, yeah. right? But um, it, it, it turns out that that isn't... First of all, that's not accurate. That like People people in antiquity were far, far more hygienic by modern standards than I think that we were led to believe. <laughs> but there is the... the um, in the, the, the 16th and 17th centuries, uh, perfumes really were that um, used by the wealthy to mask bo because they didn't bathe uh, as as frequently, and um, that's not always the case. But then, like modern perfume um, is French and pops up about around the Industrial Revolution time, and uh, France and Italy sort of got a head start on being the the nexus, the epicenter. The modern perfume comes from from there something uh looking at perfume that i didn't realize you know how like when you look at a bottle of perfume or cologne it will say like some of them say uh perfume perfume some of them say eau de toilette some some say eau de cologne uh, uh, i didn't realize that those terms actually mean something mm. that it's not just a fancy label or fancy like they got to make it up it has to do with the percentage of the extract compared to whatever it is suspended in like most of them are in alcohol or oil or some are in water but uh, the percentage of concentration the strength of it has to do with the name that it gets so if it's perf- perfume or parfum um that is uh or pure perf- perfume that's up to like 40 percent the stinky shit <laughs> um esprit de parfum is is a little bit less than that uh, up to 30 an eau de parfum or parfum de toilette uh, is like 10 to 20 percent eau de toilette is 5 to 15 percent eau de cologne or some simply called cologne is 3 to 8 percent and eau fraiche um, is like 3 percent or less and I just I thought it was cool because I really thought that those were just like bullshit terms mm. that got thrown around but they actually have m- meaning yeah applying fragrances i think is really interesting you always see people put it behind their ear on their Mm -hmm. neck um under armpits all of these like places that we make heat and but there's uh there's at least one perfumer um sophia grossman who said uh that behind the knees is the best place to put it because then like that gets the like the warm part that needs to happen but then it allows it to rise huh like the the way that the fragrance spreads out as it rises through the air propelled by the heat of your body means that behind your knees is the best place to put it knee in your knee pit is not where i would expect to put yeah yeah um, I would see like if you're watching a movie or something or like a fancy lady in a bathrobe, like spray it in the air and walk through it. Yeah. 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 Like and you got to walk through it. Through. Like, yeah. Like, you know, with your head up and a little bit of shoulder back and forth movement, like kind of fancily. But yeah. Yeah. Then that's that's part of the like less is more 
thing, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't want to be you don't want to be all stinky. God, the first time I put on cologne, my girlfriend bought me cologne in high school mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. apparently, and it was the same. Like her best friend also bought the same cologne for her her boyfriend and so like i got in his car he was picking me up and he was like oh you have the same smell and then roll down the windows in retrospect obviously put way too much right, yeah, on yeah, sure 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 well you wanted to you wanted to do it i, I wanted to have good old straight sex with their vagina oh god do you want me to tell you about stuff sure did i want to say anything more in this part before i go to the other part um Nah, this is fine. Um, well, speaking of those percentages uh, uh, that mark the different kind of fragrances, um, I'm going to talk about uh, the masculinity and femininity, like the gender of fragrances. Okay, which it's, is weird. It's a weird concept. Isn't it? It's uh, Yeah, I read a bunch of articles about it. Um, interestingly, the, the difference between men and women's scents... Um, is often not about the actual smell itself or the like oils that they're using. It's about the percentages. So you mentioned cologne, one of the lower ones like that. That's more, uh, we often think of like, Oh, it has to be this certain scent to be men's and this to be women's, but it's really more often about the percentages. That's fucking interesting. And then of course the marketing. Yeah. 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 Um, it, the the smells that we assign to it like so many things like you're saying is is basically cultural so like one article that made sense to me of where these smells come from uh, or why we associate gender with them is just what did you smell growing up and so like oh, yeah. what did your dad or your mom smell like growing up and that's not the, necessarily the origin but it would make sense that it would be passed down um each generation just by what you associate to your parents. Yeah. The, the, the smell of gin, I think. Is. <laughs> oh, wow. You, you made it sad. Love you, mom. <laughs> oh, that was your mom? That, yeah. that, 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 that was my gender assumptions. No. I assume that was your dad. Mom doesn't like gin. I don't yeah. think dad drinks gin sometimes, but I, Gross. but I, yeah, go ahead. There was a small study. I couldn't find the original, so this is just referenced, but referenced in many of the articles. A small study at Stockholm University where volunteers smelled uh, different commercial scents and rated them on their masculinity or femininity. Unless it was a very floral or spicy scent, uh, the rating that people gave them did not correspond uh, to the the gender that they marketed as. So like, we don't even do a good job of saying like yes this is distinctly manly or this is distinctly feminine really yeah that surprises me yeah like part of me just figures that there's like there's dude smell and it's woods and leather and there's chick smell and it's flowers and yeah 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 that's i okay great like um unless it was super floral or spicy Mm -hmm. because floral was feminine and spicy was masculine spicy okay yeah yeah great we love smelling like hot tabasco sure yes (laughs) (laughs) sue phillips a fragrant expert and founder of center prizes who make they make custom perfume that's so someone had to do it i guess great yeah (laughs) the word perfume used to only be for women but now you know how many men come to me and go i want to make my own perfume she didn't give the answer so yes i do want to know but she didn't tell us um so the word perfume is now becoming more generic it doesn't apply to feminine anymore so this is what 
I don't think that's true, but okay. I mean, I, I, I would imagine people still, I still associate it with female, but like becoming less so like men being willing to come up to someone and ask for a custom perfume. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't mean it's like completely genderless in our minds now, but right. Yeah. No, just the, the whole like cologne means men. Mm. Otherwise it's perfume and that means it's lady. Yeah. Like I need to work on that. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm owning that. Like, that's probably not a healthy dichotomy that has been put in my brain. You will. Yeah. But also, yeah, like that's, that's the breakdown that we have like rigorously applied. So like, it makes sense that that's what, what you associate it yeah. with. Um, unisex fragrances are very much growing. And, uh, the first one actually came out in 1994. It is CK one. Uh, which hmm. was noted as the first unisex fragrance. Um, and one article called it the defining scent of the nineties. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, it doesn't seem like it, even though that was kind of the first one. The out with defining scent of the nineties was Zima. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's only been uh, last year that uh, it, it seems like articles started mentioning only recently has uh, unisex sense grown in kind of their share and, and consumer interest. Uh, the fragrance industry um, added three new categories in 2020 for universal universal sense at the Fragrance Foundation Awards. Oh, man. Which is a thing because we need to give awards to everything. Can you imagine what that place smells like? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to be just like the most confusing yeah, I'm uh, just picturing them all. Yeah, they all put them in their knee pits, and you sit down, and it just wafts <laughs> up, and all combines until ah, that might could like combine into a deadly poison that kills everyone in the. Um, but they have these awards that are men's fragrance, women's fragrance, um, which you know, just like so many awards, we kind of uh, why do we need the different categories? Who knows? It's just kind of how we've done it. Um, but they added uh, last year a universal. Uh, three universal categories, universal fragrance of the year, uh, in addition to men's and women's universal packaging of the year, um, and innovative fragrance product of the year. So there are three now, uh, awards for it. So if big enough to be recognized by the the fragrance of the well-known fragrance awards. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that, that Stockholm thing that you were just talking about makes me wonder if, anybody's ever tried taking like one batch of stinky perfume, putting it in two different packages with two different names and marketed it, the one to men and one to women, but Mm. it's the same shit. Oh. And, but then they get away with it and that has to, or I mean, it sounds like potentially just change the percentage of, of the fragrant oil in it. And you could probably do that, but I bet someone's in that pen pens for women. Like, no, no, this is definitely, (laughs) that seems highly plausible. Um, and a lot of, I, I tend to believe it. Um, a lot of articles mentioned the newer generation caring less about gender divides, more about authenticity. Um, some of the smaller, uh, there, the big companies provide unisex um, fragrances now, um, but there are smaller ones that are based on that and um, and only offer those. And you know, so less about trends and more more authenticity. I would imagine with some of those smaller companies that that do that, and and those are definitely growing in size too. And and newer generation caring more about supporting those kind of businesses rather than the big ones that are just kind of 
oh, this is a trend I got to do. I don't really care about the actual impact of it. Awards. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> you, that's also just like a podcast discussing fragrances, like giving awards to fragrances is like, it's, it's like watching a, I bet it's watching like a cooking show where you have to have someone who's like, Ooh, this smells like I stepped on a bee in the middle of summer and, 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 you know, and then a, there's a tree nearby and it just fell over. So it's freshly cut tree. Like you'd have to have someone that's really good at describing shit to make anyone care about the universal men's fragrant packaging award. Or right. Whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And then just like with wine, I wonder how much of it is bullshit. Right? Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I get hints of lavender. And like, well, that's just water. So, yeah, I, I did think it was funny. I couldn't quite get there to make a make a, a joke. But the um, fragrance notes um, uh, are like a way to analyze the smells of perfumes. And it's base notes, middle notes and top notes. And just <laughs> top notes makes me like yeah. that's, you know, Phil, right in your joke here. Yeah. And- <laughs> And yeah. we'll read the best one on next year's episode. Yeah, it's something about, I don't know, that's just, it's the feedback you give after he comes. <laughs> I, have, I have some notes have some for my top. Top notes. <laughs> um, are you going to say stuff? Yeah, sure, I'll say stuff. Okay. All right. Why were you thinking so hard about it? I don't know. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk about the crazy ass weird shit that goes into perfumes. Okay. Ingredients. Because some of it is crazy. Okay. So a lot of it is like the stuff that you would expect, right? Like there's flowers and flower blossoms that get crushed up and you get the oil out of it that way or whatever. Fruits, apples, strawberries, cherries. Um, those are a lot of ingredients like have some historical basis that then eventually we figure out how to make it without like mm. crushing 4,000 pounds of cherries and, and extracting the oil. Like we've figured out how to just synthetically make the same, the same thing. Um, but uh, yeah, there's like bark and fruits and leaves and twigs and resins, but the really good stuff, the stuff that we need to talk about is the shit that comes from animals. <laughs> yeah. You have, you have thoughts. Oh, no, I just know, uh, having watched the episode on Futurama and the episode uh, from Bob's Burgers, I know of ambergris as a, a whale poop that you put in it. Ambergris is whale poop, sort of. So yeah, let's, let's talk really. about that one. So uh, sperm whales. Hot. Yeah. Uh, and only sperm whales. Mm, double and hot. apparently not even all sperm whales, just a like small percentage of them make this literal shit. It's not literal well, shit, no, but, it's, yeah. it, but it's like... Um, it's an oxidized fatty compound that comes out of their intestines. It comes out the same hole as the poo-poo. So it's not not related. Well, I mean, it's like if I shit out sperm, like it's coming out of the same hole, right. but it's not poop. It's still some dude's jizz. Like, yeah. you know, just... it's, yeah. it's a solid, waxy, flammable substance. Mm. It's dull gray or black. Uh, it has a quote marine fecal or odor, <laughs> uh, and acquires a sweet earthy scent as it ages. Oh, right! Aging like <laughs> aging this sounds disgusting. Well, part of part of the aging thing is that apparently this stuff comes out their butts in the ocean, and then God knows how long it's out there before somebody finds it or mm. it lands on the shore and somebody comes across it. It like can be out there literally for years wow. just floating at the top because it's oily until like just the thought of there being just like 
just cum bubbles floating in the ocean that just is really disgusting Wait. to me. Cum bubbles? <laughs> yeah. Why is it cum now? I, I don't know. Okay. Because <laughs> they're sperm whales and it came out oh, of their butt. Oh, like, yeah. I, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so. Do they make any fragrances out of sperm? Not that I'm aware of. Like, that would be a, like, authentic dude's smell. Someone wants to smell like that, I'm sure. Yeah. Dan? Dan? Do you want <laughs> I'll be talking a little bit more in that sort of arena during okay. the Patreon segment. Wow. Yes. All right. Uh, anyway, this 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 shit is difficult to find and is very rare and expensive. And they mostly use it not for the smell, but in order to fix the scent. It um, hmm. Something about the substance makes uh, the, the smells of the other stuff in the formulation last longer. Uh, has been mostly replaced by synthetic ambroxide. Um, but uh, the lumps come in various shapes and sizes and usually weigh from a half an ounce to 50 kilograms or more. 110 pounds. Of <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Uh, yeah. This is one of those things like if you're going to wear cologne or fragrances, like sometimes you just don't want to know some of the details, like eating a hot dog or like, yeah. you know, some, sh- I'm guessing that like, that's just something you kind of like, you might learn and then you just ignore because you like, I would rather not really think about that as I spray this on my body. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, castorium is one common one that at least initially was obtained from the odor sacks of the North American beaver. You put beaver sacks in your <laughs> beaver sack goo, castorium <laughs> oil. Yeah, castor That's oil. Disgusting. Lesbians love it. Right. <laughs> you can really smell the beaver. You can. <laughs> I love beaver goo. Uh, civet, also called civet musk, uh, comes from the odor sacks of the civets, and uh, a, which are a, not cats. Apparently, Dan has a, very strong feelings about that. What's a civet? It's like a rodent-looking thing. Um, they are in the family Viveridae, so it's they're related. They're related to mongooses. But what are what do they look like? Oh, varmints. They're like little mm. like cat-ish varmints. Cats. Got it. Um, Long cats. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Hyracium, which is commonly known as Africa stone, which is the petrified excrement of the rock hyrax. So the the hyrax is a medium-sized mammal. Um, Are they just finding the ones that humans don't care about to, like, extract the goo from their, like, whatever? Like, wh- why are these all weird animals? Yeah, right. Like, if it was if it was dried dog shit, then maybe yeah. we would have different feelings about it. But yeah. calling it the petrified excrement of the rock hyrax makes it sound like... <laughs> Some, yeah. Yummy. <laughs> I don't know. But, but yeah. Um, uh Honeycomb, that was less gross, okay. but uh, honeybees, um, you know, make make both beeswax and honey, and yeah, they, and they, they are fart out honey, and they are they are useful. Put that in her. Yeah. Musk, um, that's a little too on the nose for me. Musk, musk, yeah. Well, so musk has sort of become a uh, like a, a generic term for like the scent is a musky scent and like we'd say musk for a bunch of things but but the 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 original meaning of that of that word is specifically from uh the musk deer muscus muscaferus and um 
It is a gland located between the genitals and umbilicus of the Himalayan male musk deer. Wow, we so, just find the weirdest parts of these animals and huh. Yeah, but it's always the stinky parts, right? Yeah. Like like that's the that's the that's the thing. Like perfume needs to smell and there're lots of compounds that make animals smell the way they do that are useful to make more pleasant smells. Skunks, skunk skunk spray and cat spray has been utilized for very similar reasons Hmm. i've never been like out in the woods or like at a zoo and smelled the animals and thought you know what i want to douse my knee pit in that you know i don't know why (laughs) yeah um it's weird so so i wanted to end with an article that i found on birdie.com b-y-r-d-i-e It's the six most expensive perfume ingredients in the world. Um, so the one is jasmine. I like. I don't know if you know what jasmine smells like or if you have a concept of, of that. But Aladdin sure does. Uh, ja- jasmine is used in more than 80% of all women's perfumes. Uh, and there is a synthetic version of it, but actual pure, real, natural jasmine. It takes approximately 2,000 pounds of jasmine flowers to produce one pound of oil. Wow. And 8,000 jasmine flowers to yield one twenty-fifth of an ounce of the absolute oil, which is the most concentrated. Um, so it's $83 for an eighth of an ounce on a website called Mountain Herbs, which is... Uh, yeah, anyway, it's super ass expensive. Bulgarian roses. Rose oil is found in a lot of fragrances, but it's even more time intensive and expensive uh, than jasmine. There's just a lot more supply and we have, there are a lot more roses in the universe, but apparently it takes 10,000 pounds of rose petals to make one pound of rose oil. Hmm. Uh, there's a place in Bulgaria that makes 70% of the world's rose oil. And uh, they've been picking these roses for more than 300 years. And there's a very short period of time from May to June where they have to get their jobs done in the dark before sunrise because uh, something about the way that it impacts the flowers. So hmm. anyway. I, I think we should come up with our own custom scent that would be the uh, fuck me hard daddy bouquet yeah. turned into a smell fuck me daddy bouquet perfume yeah eau de toilette yeah yeah <laughs> it should smell a little bit like some flowers a lot like outdoors and like the smell of sweat and lack of oxygen yes like you can mix all that yes 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 <laughs> yes and once we've gotten that like once we've got the smell really dialed in yeah then we can make like candles that smell like that and we can make poppers that smell like that and we can make yeah yeah we could go to our friend at great scent expectations or whatever it was called (laughs) uh center prizes she makes uh she makes custom perfumes and smells so maybe we could create our own down down um okay almost done uh, there's Oris, which is just like like Rose and, and, and Jasmine. It takes a fuck ton of them to make it. It takes a, a ton of plant bulbs, iris plant bulbs that have been aged two to five years just to make wow. four, four pounds of the oil. Yeah, when I leave, because I, I never change the water and flowers that I buy ever because yeah. that would be upkeep and work. But like, yeah, that smell of a flower that's been sitting there for too long is like such a distinctive smell. Absolutely. Gross, just, gross, gross. Yeah, I should just rub that dead flower into my knee pits and yeah. I'll just save me myself a lot of money. Yeah, and head to the bear bar, see what happens. <laughs> um, 
oud or ode. Pollinate me bears. Um, it, it can, ode comes from the wood of a wild tropical tree called the agar, but the agar tree has to become infected with a type of mold called Phalophora parasitica, which causes the wood to produce ode, a dark, extremely fragrant resin. Hmm. Apparently only 2% of the trees produce it. Uh, so it's, it's uh, at one point its value was estimated to be 1.5 times the value of gold. But yeah, the, like this specific tree has to get the specific kind of rot, and mm. then that makes this goo that like turns. It's just so weird. <laughs> uh, musk and ambergris we already talked about, which are you know n- the natural sources of that are 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 musk, deer penis, <laughs> groin goo, Sex. and 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 sperm whale sort of poop. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's just some of the really bizarre things that we put in our perfumes and. Um, that's so weird. It's a lot, yeah. Do you? I, I'm going to talk a little bit more about musk, but I'm sure. going to talk about man musk. Great. Okay. Uh, do you wear any perfume or cologne or anything? I have some. Uh, my ex husband used to like buy fragrances for me. Because um, he wanted you to smell yeah. like those? Or... There's something very intimate about that, right? To say to somebody, I would like you to smell like this, mm. there's a, there's a, like a, there's something happening there. Mm. And, um, but I, I don't, as a rule, every once in a while I'll get like when I'm feeling fancy, cause to mm. me it is a fancy thing. Um, but mostly not. Mm. I, so I have a bunch of fragrances and I use them from time to time, but extremely rarely, like one little bottle that Trevor got me has lasted like 10 years now or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. um, how, how about you? No, never. Yeah. Um, do you even own any? Um, only because uh, someone, maybe his Manscaped, like sent us a oh, cologne yeah. that I don't. I I think I smelled and liked it, but I like. Yeah, I I I spend so little time getting ready for anything. It's like if I had extra time, maybe I should like take a shower, or mm-hmm. maybe I should like floss, or you know, like mm-hmm. there are lots of other things that I think uh, our favorite fagzag Doug asked me like what my like skincare or like eye routine, eye care routine was at night. And I was yeah. like, I close them <laughs> and yeah, right. wait for them to open again in the morning. <laughs> nothing like there's nothing. Yeah. So no, I don't, um, I, uh, I forget what kind of like, I just have some like basic dude brand of, uh, uh, deodorant. Great. That seems like it's like sport. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it very much reminds me of like the, deodorant that my dad always has which is why sure. i associate it with like being dude deodorant that has like a, kind of a specific smell so i've had people say like oh you smell good and I, like it was this very awkward moment where a coworker like s- said this to me a straight coworker, and like i was like oh i that's not i'm not wearing anything and he's like oh like it's something like that's like oh a very my. awkward thing if like you smell good and, and i'm like i don't put anything on and then it's like you just and then i later realized like oh it's probably my deodorant and that's oh. so, like this that was so un- i made this uncomfortable like, you didn't assume that you just like have have a, a, natural, a personal aroma I, yeah. <laughs> a pleasing scent a, yeah. do you like oh. scents on guys what do you do you have a, a do you care about what a guy smells like um yes i care in that like uh I think the ideal is I smell nothing. Mm. Like if my nose is just not involved or assaulted in any way, then <laughs> it's like that's that's baseline good. Yeah, there are fragrances that I like, uh, um, and I always it's kind of awkward to ask somebody, right? Like, 
what's that smell? Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, th- there are some that I really like and that will get my attention. But then that's it. It's over, right? It's it's a very instantaneous sort of like, oh, huh, he smells good. Yeah. And then I move on with my life mm. as opposed to like, I don't know, like I picture like like the 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 smells wafting off of a picnic basket that makes yogi bear <laughs> yeah. go like swim through the air uh-huh. to get to the food like i i imagine that's like how we think of perfume both yeah. men and women that like i'm so great they're gonna come flocking to my dick yeah and, i mean that's certainly how they're advertised yeah 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 um but that's not my experience Do you, how, how, about, how about you I, I i don't often uh, the same like uh, no smell is kind of the 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 default and i might smell when i think so if you smell good that's fine but like yeah a lot of it and constant seems like it might be too too much or overwhelming um i have i'm going to talk a little bit about man musk i have i just realized recently um i'm very lucky in that there's a gym a block away from me so mm-hmm. when i'm on on the good apps it's very useful to be like <laughs> hey my line of questioning is always Oh, what's what are you working out in hopes that biceps is one of them? Sure, yeah. Uh-huh. And recently, I've had, oh yeah, had uh, t- chatted with a couple guys, but one guy had ended up like working out for me where I was like, oh, just come right over after the gym, like, mm. and don't shower. And it's I was thinking, and it was like, I I don't think it's specifically about the smell, but I like it has to be part of it. Like I think that's hot to co- go right from the gym, and you're all like sweaty and like you know all buff and arms and stuff and so i okay. he, he let me touch the arms great good for you yeah so um, it's like it i don't think of it distinctly as wanting a certain thing but i guess like it's kind of a inherent to sometimes i do it's interesting to me a universe in which you're into somebody being sweaty and it's not about the smell but it's about the liquid that's weird to me oh like there's this dude that uh, not not in a shamey kind of way. It's just like I've tried to. Oh my god, my straight friends have turned me onto this new thing of where like instead of doing like a one to ten rating for somebody's attractiveness, you do a four point scale, and it's uh you rate somebody a one if you don't want to fuck them and don't understand why anybody would want to. <laughs> Two is I don't want to fuck them, but I see why other people yeah. might. Yeah. Three is I do want to fuck them, but I get it if somebody else doesn't want to. And four is I want to fuck that person. I don't understand why anybody wouldn't immediately be down. <laughs> Anyway, what are you rating this as? So the okay, I don't know why I, I I I forget I forget where I was going with that sweat. Yeah, sweat. Like like sweat being in the, like the smell is not so much for me, but I get it. Like 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 somebody being into the the scent of somebody's sweat. That's like a two. I get it, but it's not for me necessarily not being into the smell but still being into the sweat i just kind of don't get it it's like mm. a, it's like a one-ish kind of a zone like it's i mean to me like you never like after an athlete like i don't know works out or does some kind of sport and they're sweaty that's not hot to you i kind of think like sweaty like sometimes when you're getting down yeah. one or both of you start sweating yeah i find that part kind of gross and distracting oh, like really? just the experience of being like all slippery and moist oh. is i i don't know People shouldn't hook up with me, though. I sweat a bunch. I've, I've had, there's this uh, regular, like, fuck buddy that I know, like, sweats, uh, like, uh, my my best position is just regular missionary, so he's on top, and and um, he'll, like, apologize for sweating. I'm like, no, it's hot when you sweat onto me. Like, I think that's very hot. All right. All right. 
Um, I'm okay with being. It's just it's where the, it's where skin comes together that it bugs me, and I don't know what it is about it. Which is it's difficult like, to avoid if you're having sex exactly. with someone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless you're you're cucking. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna get these covers off of us too. Like some people like to fuck under the covers, and oh. that's fine. I'm down with that. But like then, like once you start, like once it's no. warm enough that you're sweating, it's just like it's like a yeah. fucking Dutch oven in there. It's crazy. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> with, I found out Dutch ovens are a real thing. Yeah. Apparently, that I already knew. It's like reindeer. Like, oh, right, they're actually real. <laughs> we we talked about gender yeah. uh, fragrances, but is there anything? What gay associations do you have with fragrances? Um, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know that I, I don't have the vocabulary to describe some of this, but there's definitely some fragrances that I presume that that's a homosexual, hmm. and um, they I think tend to be like brighter crisper uh smells mm. like like straight dudes are more like earthy the, leathery yeah. greasy yeah but um yeah. that th- th- gay dudes have this like sort of clean smell huh. to them when they wear fragrances I, I don't know what brands they are yeah. what even the, the fucking right words are but there's definitely i have i have some weird associative differences but i haven't thought um, about i probably do too like I, I can't come up with what i can't even like in my head think of what smell that would be but I, there's probably smells that i assume of uh, like being gay yeah i also uh, like any kind of anything that cares about your appearance or presentation or is upkeep of yourself um tends to like fall a little bit more in the gayer category but wearing sure. uh wearing i don't i don't think i have unlike skincare or hair care or other things i I think it could be a little bit gay to mm-hmm. stereotype to like care about your center fragrance, but not like huge one. Like to me, like it's not like, you know, if you smell like anything or wear cologne that you're immediately gay, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 Do you have the same, like, although I will, I will also say that any, any smell, any like artificial applied scent is automatically sort of femme. Mm. It like, there's definitely a, a, feeling there your stereotype is is that it's gayer well then i yeah 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 Hmm. but but that i mean it's obviously not like feminine mask is nothing to do with sexual orientation but like there's there's still some associations there right that femme means gayer or something but then that got me thinking about how like do you remember stetson commercials stetson cologne for men and Mm -hmm. it was like fucking cowboys and like roping like riding a horse and doing like western cowboy stuff and then um there was stetson cologne and and hats um and uh it seems like a a, like a whole effort contrived to like make smelling good seem mask oh yeah yeah i think like in commercials i've seen you have to make it smell like the outdoors or have a super like big bearded dude to make it feel okay that you're that some dude's trying to sell you something or like you know i i chop wood for a living so Mm -hmm. i I smell like wood so Mm -hmm. that's fine straight dude you love wood right Right. (laughs) yep (laughs) totally the one i actually wrote down do do you remember the bod commercials bod I'm sure I do. God, it, those were, I'm pretty sure they advertised a whole bunch on MTV, but it was always super Jack dudes shirtless doing something like playing basketball. I wonder if this is what started sweat interest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, 
and it would like be this like heavy heartbeat and the end it would have all these like hot chicks looking at the shirtless dude and they would go i want your bod and it oh, yeah, yeah, bod yeah 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 fragrances yes. for like things for men absolutely yeah <laughs> and so there's like a very much like underwear like this kind of super sexual nature to these and i even found uh, on reddit i didn't end up doing like a full reddit segment or anything but someone wrote bodman fragrance fragrance sprays made me gay anywhere anyone else remember these before movie trailers Mm -hmm. because apparently that was thing too like but there is like a very homoerotic nature to fragrance ads yeah like sex i don't know why sex is so important for the for fragrance like you're selling this to say like you will get fucked if you wear this yeah i mean it's like you said, it's intimate. Like it must be some level of intimacy, I guess. But like, yeah. And there's something about it also that is specifically designed to influence the way that people think about you or feel about you. Right. Yeah. And we, we use sex to sell all kinds of stuff like that. Lifestyles and luxury goods. And like a whole bunch of it comes down to like, do this so people will fuck you yeah yeah and i think we like i don't know how true it is about pheromones or smell getting you like sex but we definitely have this idea that the smell is what is going to allure people and yeah yeah, all these commercials are like like axe body spray like it's their entire premise is like you can be an average looking dude and you'll get fucked yeah yeah it's interesting you know i'm reminded too that when we did our episode about underwear a bajillion years ago and somebody we were talking about like why are underwear ads so hot like what do they they're trying to get like aren't most dudes straight and how is that going to help them want to buy underwear and then somebody's like it's their wives and girlfriends that are buying the (laughs) shit for them and i I wonder how much of that is true in this space also right That, that fragrances are about sexy dudes doing sexy dude stuff so that straight girls will buy it for their men folk that makes I, w- I was thinking about this yes you're right it is the same conversation like the same thought of yeah why do you need a hot dude in an ad other than like dudes being like oh yeah i want to look like that ripped shirtless dude yeah. but like yeah okay that makes sense that it might be women that would be would be more likely than other products to buy it for their i just i talked about my very first cologne is from my girlfriend yeah and thanks Haley. And my ex-husband bought fragrances yeah. for me. Like, yeah. I, I think I wonder how much fragrance is given as a gift as opposed mm. to like somebody buying it for themselves. Yeah. That would be an interesting data point. Yeah, it would. Great. But we'll never know. Okay. <laughs> um, finally, but now, okay, Man Musk. Oh, God. This is from a 2020. Okay, have we ever talked about the fact that cantaloupes are called musk melons and I think it's disgusting? I've never heard that. Yeah. No. Okay, great. Back to your back to your thing. <laughs> well, no, why are they? I have no idea. I have no idea, but they're it's a musk melon. I mean, they're and, not and, more smelly than other kinds of fruit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you smell them to make sure that they're ripe. You do. <laughs> um you smell a cantaloupe's butthole and it tells you if it's ready to eat or not. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. All cantaloupes are musk melons, but not all musk melons are cantaloupes. Honeydew is also a muskmelon, for example. Mm. Honeydew me. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I hate, you know, like the straight couples, like the idea is that um, the wife always makes lists for the husband in their like, honeydew, honeydew list. Yeah. Ugh, that's I just immediately what I thought of. I've been watching Modern Family and there's like so much of this. Like they, they try to break the mold a little bit, but like 
the idea of the wife making a list of things the husband needs to do and he never does them like yeah. always shows up it's yeah. so stupid yeah just be a contributing member of the household you asshole why don't you yeah why don't you each easily <laughs> decide what needs to happen and, and like get it done anyway gq straight guys stop treating your female partners like they're your mom yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and stop deciding what you do based on like the gender of a thing and more about what you're each good at and can tr- contribute to anyway okay uh we fixed it kyle gq <laughs> article from 2020 by philip picardi oh god which is annoying last name that came very close to getting into okay uh the article is called the season's hottest scent is bo okay um <laughs> okay so it, apparently that was a trend he was writing he wrote about um is this trend of your natural smell as being the desirable smell for uh, gay men. Um, and uh, the factors that contribute to your natural smell include uh, the kinds of foods you eat, the amount of stress you're under, um, your overall wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he talked to a bunch of gay dudes about this trend, whether they're into it or not or whatever. And a lot of men pointed to the Eagle <laughs> as a place sure. that, um, uh, that some eagles have specific rules around fragrances and you're not allowed to wear any, um, even deodorant because the idea is like leather, natural odor, like kink, like all those are somehow connected mm-hmm. like in the gay world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've even, uh, when we go to pride 48, there's a bar that we go to that big fatty tells us specifically, like, don't wear, like it's the leather kind of bars where like natural smell is. That bar is the rawhide, mm-hmm. which last time we were there was very disappointing. Apparently. <laughs> oh, um, uh apparently he a lot of people also pointed to chicago gays i don't know why like maybe they're into well okay chicago chicago explain yourself i don't know maybe they're like sweatier than others or it's harder to ship colognes to them or i don't know there's some reason that chicago gays (laughs) too far from the ocean can't do anything about it (laughs) um and um he he talked about the the context is very important people that are even the people that are super into a natural smell as like a kink or even like a sexual thing um you know at at work or out to dinner like you don't want someone smelling like you know that then so having it be specifically in like clubs or hookups or like these certain scenarios uh make it really important but yeah that's a i i as I mentioned, like realized I'm, I, I would have said before, like, oh, not at all. Like that is not important to me, not an issue. But I mean, I, I guess I've been indirectly kind of encouraging this. And so I, I would not like s- stick my head in someone's pits and like, that's not my kind of jam, but I guess I do want some kind of like after, hmm. after workout smell. So I don't hmm. know, maybe I'm into this more than I think. Hmm. Are you going to explore it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm still like I'm still pretty indifferent towards it. So like, mm. yeah, I, I think I think it's a lot more about the idea of like dude coming from the gym than the specific of I want it to smell like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I you know will do my best or try to respect if I go to a place and not wear any deodorant. But I also feel very uncomfortable when I don't wear deodorant. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. like 
Ugh, I just, I, I guess that's what they want. They want me to like have a smell and that's the point. So I would, you know, try to respect those, but I, I don't feel like I often find myself going into those kinds of spaces. Yeah. I don't know too much more about like the, the, the raw smelling dude thing, but you know, I wonder if any of it is like a Dom sub dynamic of like, I smell like this cause I don't care. I'm going to like, like if you, if you, I don't know, I'm, I'm just hypothesizing at this point, but like there's a fuck you. I don't care kind Mm. of a thing there. Maybe Mm. I don't know. Okay, great. Uh, Anything else? Yeah, I sure do. I would like to talk to you. Well, so first of all, I was going to do, um, like, uh, but Chris Hagee on, on Have a Nice Gay uh, for Wednesday Game Day often does a, hey, wait, is that for real? Oh, yeah. Thing. And I was going to try to come up with a bunch of perfumes and ask you if they're real or not. Mm-hmm. It got it got too difficult to do. But did you know um, Did you know that 50 Cent had a perfume? Really? Yeah, yeah. Does that, it smell like coin? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's <laughs> like a quarter? Uh, uh, and then did, did you know there was an American Idol perfume? Ew. Right? Yeah. Why does that gross me out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what does American Idol smell like? Exactly, exactly. Uh, tennis star Andy Roddick had a perfume. Mm, which... I hope that's. I hope that has a sweat in it. But what I really want to talk to you about is coming. <laughs> so, uh, known bisexual Scottish actor Alan Cumming. Oh, had... <laughs> known bisexual. He was very visible recently <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the one day out of year that we that we give bisexuals had a fragrance, a, a whole line of stuff, not just fragrance, um, but but called coming. It was launched in 2004. His name is spelled that way. C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Incredible. And uh, uh, y- yeah, it's fantastic. So um <laughs> Coming by Alan Cumming is an aromatic fougere fragrance for men. Uh, the, the the designed by Christopher Brogius, who is the nose behind Demeter Perfumes or Demeter Perfumes, and so Alan Cumming claims. Oh, so first of all, the fragrance is classic. Cumming and Brosif are partnered yeah. up for this. Yep, yep. Man, uh, it says quote: "This fragrance is classic, similar to." Rec- Similar to recognizable and strong classic perfumes from the past, but at the same time, sassy and modern. Those are two. That's the stupidest sentence. That's so dumb. Absolutely. I like it's old, but modern. Alan Cumming claims, quote, the longer you wear it and the more you sweat, Cumming gets deeper and sexier. (laughs) Um, It is uh, the base notes are leather, peat fire, highland mud, burned rubber and white truffle. All sensual and warm like a wool blanket. The yeah, I, I, it's, it smells like a car burning outside <laughs> your door. That's great. That you just topped off with some white truffles. It smells like a, a dumpster fire. <laughs> uh, the heart notes are sharp and tempting with cigar, heather, fur, and rubber. The top notes complete the fragrance with fresh spiced notes of bergamot, black pepper, pine, and whiskey. Um, then... Man... I'm yeah. I'm turned on by the the image of the dude I'm creating in my mind that wears this. Yes, uh, I will Some show some bisexual cigar smoking whiskey drinking dude that's like that's coming. Yeah. Mm. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'll just I'll just read. The, there's a video. There's a commercial. It's a it's like a long format commercial. It's like 90 seconds, and um, I'll show you it. Uh, um. And maybe actually, I, we should just watch it, and then and then you can pull the clip from the from the end. 
or edit it however you want to, but here, here it is. Oh, yeah, it's age-restricted. That should tell you something. Coming is sexy, smoky, manly. You get laid when you wear it. What is sexy? Well, it changes all the time. I think sexy's just being comfortable with yourself. Shame's not sexy. Shame should not exist. People are always going to try and change you and make you conform. And you are the most interesting thing about yourself. I think it's fun to know what's important. Who loves you, what you love, who you love. I'm not going to change for anyone, because at the end of the day, it's your essence that matters. I'm coming. He says, I'm coming, and then smirks and puts, puts the <laughs> bottle up to the camera. Uh, so, I, I, I think less of him because of that. Well, <laughs> I actively like him less right now. One of the comments was, I can think of nothing... I could I could think of nothing that would make me want to buy something less than Alan coming naked. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good-looking dude. He has makeup on, which I think looks cute, like on around his eyes. I, but it looks like the beginning of a porn right before the producer convinces him to suck his dick. Like it's 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 he's trying to promote this authenticity, and he doesn't look. He looks like he's trying so hard to be i'm so natural the best part about you yeah. is when you're you because you're the youest you ever and you're like yeah. talk like a person and just t- like i don't know it, i i do tell me about your stinky shit alan coming yeah he definitely had a lot of pit shots on purpose like uh, yeah that was weird so he's uh he specifically talks about his name in some of this uh, this is on alancoming.com uh, he said, uh, after 40 years of bad jokes about it, it feels great to have been able to turn the tables and make it work for me. Mm. And uh, I just love that we've been able to create something that people feel good about wearing and also get the wit and satire behind it. I love that we're making the world feel sexy. And uh, Th- we should do this for, with your name. Like we should make a shirt that's just, I like Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> or so, you know, like how, how are you going to capitalize on your name? Just like coming is come coming. Yeah. Maybe we can get Alan coming to do it. Like a coming Johnson thing. That would be fun. <laughs> this, this is the last, the last, the last thing on his, on his website that I'll, I'll read real quick. He says, I like coming. I love, there's a bunch of products. Remember that I like coming. I love washing my hands with a bar of soap that has my name on it, and it's called coming in a bar. <laughs> I love showering with coming clean and scrubbing with coming off buff and smearing myself in coming all over. There's a lotion called coming all over. <laughs> yeah, I uh, once when I was doing the seagull, I reached up to get something from a shelf in my dressing room, and a bottle of coming fell and just missed my head. I thought it would be hilarious to have been killed by a bottle of my own signature fragrance. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that's Alan Cummings fragrance line coming wow and spell coming is spell coming could have actually done that um i'm trying to think if there's anything else uh like gay or yeah it, it this is it, i think an interesting because there are stereotypes around smells and caring about yourself and looking good but to me they're not super strong stereotypes and there's like sexualized ads and gender like cultural gender things that that come across but i'm trying to think if there's anything we missed i'm surely we did i'm sure we did yeah it is worth mentioning that uh a second cologne by uh the duo of alan cumming and his 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 nose Mm -hmm. (laughs) um uh was released called second coming great (laughs) 
amazing. That's really good. That's fantastic. Um, uh, and uh, some of the I didn't mention like the over sexualized like naked people. You know where this to get fucked. Like some of the newer companies that are the ones that are unisex that are, you know, basically like smaller companies are are using different non like sex sexualized ways. So. Um, I saw some, something written about like using more like you would sell a candle, like selling this kind of either comfort or aroma or look or, you know, feeling rather than than sex, which I think is, is kind of nice, probably. Yeah. 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 What's fragrances? Yeah. Did we do it? Yeah. We smell great. We smell. I go, when we sit in this room without uh, air, conditioning. air conditioning or any kind of fan, the, the smell, I guess, depending on who you are, gets worse and worse or better and better. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, let's, you you want to take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. Uh, we're going to do our gayest. We're going to do our gayest the straightest, but first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. Our social media is at gayishpodcast. We are on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and we have a Discord server and, you know, good shit like that. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. And hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. We got some shit. Can we do the, a couple programming things before we open sure, shit? Sure, so, yeah, let's do. So, go ahead. Fucking Dan was on the Fruit Bowl podcast. He, uh, We listened to it a while back for one of our episodes. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, actual interview just came out. So look up the Fruit Bowl podcast and you can hear more from fucking Dan. Yeah. On Fruit Bowl. With fucking Dan, the podcast. Okay, I don't great. Know. Okay, <laughs> great. Uh, the other thing is, it is almost our two hundred and fiftieth episode, which yeah. is insane to me, crazy town. But uh, yeah, usually we and and we plan on doing it again. We do a Q and A session for our episodes that are multiples of fifty. We are going to be doing it uh, on Sunday, October the seventeenth. At 2 p.m. Pacific, it will be a live-streamed event for our Happy 250. So, if you have cues that you want us to A, please get them into us by Friday, October the 15th. You can add us. You can DM us. If you want them to be a secret until the day of the show, you can email them to dan at gayishdan at gmail.com. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah. If you're a Patreon member, we'll also make a post there so that people can post there. And we uh, like to give our Patreon members a little bit of a priority. If you're giving us money, you can ask us shit that we'll answer. So yeah. uh, let us know if you're a Patreon member when you send it in. Yep. Absolutely. Please do. Now, do you want to open stuff? Uh, yeah, let's open stuff. Okay, great. Now. First, give me things. Yeah. Uh, so, oh God, how do I do this? Uh, our gap bridger anonymous. <laughs> uh, I already opened mine, um, uh, but I think that's that one's for you and that one's for uh, oh. The, the wrapping oh. is adorable and like yeah, very good wrapping. It, yeah, I'm assuming that yours are likely similar. But it feels similar. Mine is a rainbow spoon that says "Fork you, spoon me." Ah! Oh. I got Kyle's Nutella spoon. Aww. It's this. Uh, let me open it again. Great noises for you all to hear on your. 
What? Mine says serial killer. Get it? Serial? <laughs> C-E-R? E-A-L? That's so good. And they're like rainbow shiny and this is this is the sizes you got me a, a little mini nutella spoon <laughs> this, this, i need bigger than average for my nutella spoon mike you went the wrong direction sorry so big <laughs> that's very cute and very sweet that uh anonymous got things very well tailored to our personalities yeah. dance do um, you put it in your mouth no on my nose oh okay <laughs> All right, this is a package that is from Joe in Dallas in Dallas, Texas, and it says, Have producer extraordinaire fucking Dan open this. Okay, it's a yellow card. It says, Just roll with it on the inside of the Mm -hmm. envelope. Oh, and there's an eye roll emoji. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think it's a patch. Yeah, 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 it's a patch. Oh, cool. And then uh, remove patch attached to something cool. Show off to everyone around you. Do not machine wash. All right. Uh, it says, hi, guys, or however you choose to identify. Just a little bit of happy and fun for you boys. Thanks for all you do. Love, Joe and Dallas. Aww. So much underwear. Wow. And I'm terrified. Um, oh, this is for Quiz Daddy Chris. Oh. Yeah. I know why you're sending this to him. Okay. Are <laughs> uh, you hoping for a picture with it on? Yes, yeah. yes, he is. type picture. I, yeah. yeah. Thank, Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Thanks. Uh, and, then... and next week, we'll be recording just wearing these. Oh, right. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Mm. Oh, who wants the patch, by the way? You do. I do? Yeah. Okay. Isn't that for you? I, I didn't want to assume. No. Uh, last but not least, this one is uh, from Logan Cheshire of Pensacola, Florida. No. Oh, it's oh. In, that was a note that I was just about to throw away. Hi, guys. My name is Logan, and I'm a non-binary trans guy. I've been listening to your show for a couple of years, and it means a lot to me how supportive you are of the queer community. Mm-hmm. I have an Etsy shop, etsy.com slash shop slash bunny nose scents, where I sell wow. hand-blended perfume oils. What? I made these five with you all in mind. Diatonic Gallantry, Cherry Birch, Whiskey Barrel Planter, and Howl. <gasps> While I believe that smiling nice is for everyone and that scents don't have a gender, the stereotype notes for these blends range from neutral to traditionally masculine. The smaller sizes are gourmand notes for spiced cherry wine and holiday cake and traditionally feminine for flower picking and sugared roses. I hope you enjoy them. Aww. Logan Cheshire, he, they... P.S. Apologies for the handwritten labels. My printer bought the farm, and I can't afford a new one right now. <laughs> P.P.S. It's okay to use my name on the air. Logan, I swear to God, we did not plan this. Did I literally know. had no idea what was in this envelope. This is crazy, I, I crazy op- good timing. Opened up the first one, and it's how, if you heard the Patreon segment, you'll know a little bit more about werewolf balls. This seems <laughs> yeah. like the closest. What a crazy coincidence. Wow. Crazy coincidence. Thanks, Logan. Thanks. Maybe I will have to actually try on some... Uh, <laughs> that would be the meanest thing. If, like, <laughs> I do want to smell it before you take it away forever. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, or maybe we can do it later. Okay. Um, thank you, everyone. Thank you. If, thank uh, you. We're starting to uh, for Patreon members post uh, us when we open shit. Post that on Patreon. So if you have access to the video, check that out. Can we say the Etsy store one more time? Yeah, that's a good plan. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, yeah, it is etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash bunny nose sense b-u-n-n-y-n-o-s-e-s-c-e-n-t-s yeah buy some stuff from them and uh and and help help that new printer get bought yeah right exactly (laughs) (laughs) um okay i'm gonna stop i should hold i should hold things up and get used to vanning these 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Okie doke. Gayest and straightest? Let's do our gayest and straightest. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. Uh, well, the gayest thing about me this week is uh, I, I've had a kind of fucked up back for a while now. I've bitched about it enough, I'm sure. But uh, I have a physical therapist, and I went to the chiropractor for the first time last week, mm. which I don't really believe in, but I <laughs> went, and, and uh, it actually was amazing. Anyway, both my physical therapist and my chiropractor in the same week mentioned that I have a really tight pelvic floor, which then made me wonder if to fix my back, I just need to bottom more. <laughs> I think you need to give birth a little more. Like just loosen that shit up. R- rail me until I'm better. <laughs> that should be my motto. <laughs> you know my mental health has been challenging. Rail me till I feel better. <laughs> yeah. uh, the straightest thing about me this week is actually a tie. The first is uh, I didn't do laundry for like two weeks and I wore a Seahawks <laughs> shirt to work. And my boss called me out on it. He- he's He's like some like... Oh, you know how we feel about Seahawks fans, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, this is the straightest shit that's ever happened to me. Last, uh, our, our Yakima Pride show, people were like, oh, I forgot it's the Seahawks game. And I was like, does that matter? Does that affect our crowd? I mean, I don't know. I don't know to what degree that affected people. But like, yeah, uh, the, 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 the tie is I took a day off of keto yesterday. So uh, it was pizza and beer and Chinese food and nonstop Star Trek. And I didn't put on pants. It was fucking fantastic. Oh, that sounds incredible. Um, now that I got this new Nutella spoon, maybe. I don't know. Um, my uh, gayest is I bought a bunch of clothes for fucking. Nope. The fucking Doug's wedding. That's not his. <laughs> Doug, your favorite fag sex. Uh, favorite fucking fag sex, uh, Doug's wedding. Uh, one item that I bought, because I needed shoes that would work well for uh, being in Hawaii, I bought Birkenstocks. Lesbian. So that's my lesbianist thing of the week. Uh, maybe of all all <laughs> my life. I've never rented a U-Haul, so it has to be that. Um, <laughs> the straightest is that... Um, I have, ugh, I think these like gays just moved to my floor. And so like mm. I'm walking in from like taking Reynolds out for a walk and wearing probably the same sweater and like gym shorts that I wear all the time and like being like being all trash and they're like dressed up and like buttoned down and they're all skinny and young and hot. And it's, I'm just like, ugh, gay moving into the floor is like very annoying. Yeah. 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 Should we take him out? Yeah. That could be our straightest. We, we can hate crime. Murdering, yeah, straight. murdering the gay dude on my floor. <laughs> or I'm going to like fatten him up so that I feel less bad about myself. I'm going to leave mm. a bunch of delicious like pumpkin yeah. spice. He seems like someone who'd like pumpkin spice. Yeah. You know, like hot gay dudes like that shit. Just, anyway. They wake up every morning. There's a PSL outside their door. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. A, a Extra cream. Yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Great. Uh, so the listeners gay so straightest this week actually came to us from email. Feel free to email us your whatever you want to, balls included, to uh, gayishpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> don't, I don't, I don't want to see your balls. I'm right. not, balls do nothing for me. So right. sending me your balls through email is a, that's uh, Mike's call out, not mine. Hi, Mike, Kyle, and fucking Dan. Jeff from Denver here. Thought I'd give it a shot with my gayest and straightest of the week. My straightest is this past Sunday was the Denver Broncos opener and also the men's final of the U.S. Open Tennis Championship between Djokovic and Medvedev. So I sat in my living room in full home team gear, shirt, socks, lounge pants, and a necktie, all jocked out, flipping back and forth between football and tennis. 
My gayest is definitely while I was watching the tennis match thinking how lucky Daniil Medvedev's wife is because he's tall and lanky and looks like he smells like vodka and cigars and just <laughs> throws some hot, angry Russian dick. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Woof, daddy. Tongue out emoji, tongue out emoji. Thanks. You guys are awesome. Hope this made you smile. Jeff. <laughs> I was getting gay vibes when you were talking. Maybe I just, because I'm into dude sports, dude, that, that attire gave, gave me some gay vibes, but that's, I think that's a personal preference. Yeah. Uh, in case you didn't know, in case this helps you with your tennis viewing, um, Medved is uh, Russian for bear. Oh, yeah. interesting. It's not, but I thought I'd share in case sure. that makes it hotter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, that's it that's it this has been gayish a special thank you to uh, that chemist lady who I talked about mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> uh, special thank you to Tom Spee for requesting this episode yeah this uh, we is got your some, fault this is your fault uh, we've got some more uh, uh, user requested remember if at the uh, highest level not only do you get to pick your own episode but you also get to vote on episodes once a month so we got a, a tight very tight a Kyle's butthole style tight race coming up um and also other Patreon members, I want to thank our Super Gap Bridgers, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin Anonymous, Explosive Lasagna, Christopher Farrell, Jamie Pugh, Kevin Henderson, Ch- Tipsy McStumbles, Thomas B. Hey, Thomas B. Again, uh, Dusty Sands, Chris Cachatorian, Jerome York, and Cian and Javi. That's it. From the Chris Cachatorian Studios, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Bye. Bye. Guys, you know that lump we found on the beach? My name's Gene! No, the smelly lump. His name's Gene! The other lump. It's called ambergris. Ambergris, a.k.a. beach garbage. And it comes from sperm whales. When a whale eats a squid, the sharp squid beak may irritate the whale's digestive system. Hey, whale, baby, stop eating sharp squid beak! What are you trying to do? When that happens, the whale's stomach coats the squid beak in a waxy substance that the whale then passes. Passes to who? Like in sports? Boring whale sports. I think passes means poops out. Go on. Fun fact, ambergris is used in the production of high-end perfumes. People pay to wear whale poop? Wake up, Louise. People wear all sorts of animal poops we don't even know about.